And welcome to Mangaroos. I'm Mark, and I'll be your host this week. I've got a very special book pick for all of you, and I'm so excited to have my good friends here who have spent the last, oh, countless hours reading, I'm sure. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself? We'll start with... Marathon Woman Spectator, Alex. <laughs> oh. I'm not joining in the marathon, sorry. <laughs> I like you, you set the expectations early. I like that. And me, the Abebe Bikila of podcasting. It's Jason. Hi. It's good to be here. You changed a sport for a generation. Uh, no, uh, thank you so much for, for being here on the show, as you are every week, obviously. Um, but uh, this week, we are taking a deep dive into a very special book called Marathon Man. Uh, it is by the illustrious Inoue Masaharu, who, by the way, uh, I was just checking out his Twitter before this podcast, and he oh. is still writing. He was like... Oh wow. my gosh, I'm in Kichijoji tonight, but it's starting to rain. Nothing's stopping this man. No, nothing is stopping this man. Who knew that someone who started working in 1991 could still be Genki? That's uh, yeah. that's pretty I mean, incredible. Especially after reading this manga, where apparently he was in his 30s and writing like the 36-year-old <laughs> protagonist was during his dying days. <laughs> Well, he has yeah. made it over the hump, and he's still going strong. Uh, yes, so we're taking a look at Marathon Man, but uh, Inoue-sensei has done a lot. Uh, so mm -hmm. this was published in 1993. It was not his, it was not his first pony ride. It's actually his second uh, book. came out in 1993 in Weekly Shonen Magazine, which is uh, published by Kodansha. Uh, it's given us many, many, many big hits. But uh, Inoue-sensei, he found, he found his stride with Marathon Man. It's his longest-running series. Uh, after Marathon Man, uh, he went on to found such illustrious series as Jumpman, Policeman, and Tsunago. He designed all of the Mega Man villains. He designed all the Man series. So he really had something good going for him. Um, the story of Marathon Man, uh, and we only read volume one uh, for this series. but That's what we do on this show. Mm -hmm. Can I blow your minds for just a second? It's not okay. about the dad. What? what? Marathon this Man series? is actually... He's not the Marathon Man? Marathon Man is Kazuma. The what? The, Whoa. The dad dies pretty early oh, on. No. <laughs> and I, I'm assuming liver You're really breaking failure. format here. I'm breaking yeah. format. I'm, I'm breaking format failure. here. Is is it, this is, it, it's is been it a couple failure? of decades. I feel like it's okay. Uh, but we'll get into all that throughout the show. But first, okay. I, I, just, I just have to ask you, um, what do you think? Alex, let's start with you. Um, I thought, so like, you know how when we were, you know, Mark, you bring the nostalgia. I think you bring the nostalgia to our show, <laughs> like with our Into our lives. It's all yeah, into our lives. Yeah. Like I was seeing the 70s then. And uh, this time I was seeing, you know, step by step, day by day. <laughs> Let's start over. <laughs> Let's start over. Um, I was transported back to the 90s, definitely. Mm. Um, yeah, with this. For better um, and for worse. Yeah, <laughs> there were so many tropes. <laughs> there were so many like, just unrealistic, like, corniness. Um, it just, like, was like an after-school special. Mm, um, trope on But, like, in a, yeah, in a manga. So, I mean, it was fun reading it. Um, it's just, like, you just have to read it and laugh while you read it. Oh, I think that's a very fair assessment. Jason, uh, how, how was your experience with Marathon Man Volume 1? 
I was both delighted and disappointed that it had nothing to do with the 1976 movie Marathon Man (laughs) starring Dustin Hoffman and Laurence Olivier. Um, But once I moved past that, yeah, I I think Alex got it exactly right. I mean, it's like it's so full of nostalgia vibes. It's like it's so 90s in terms of the way it's drawn. Mm. It's it's incredibly emotionally manipulative. Uh, yes. You know what I mean? Like, I was just crying huge manly tears one minute, oh and then the next gosh. minute, you know, just like laughing at the silliness of, like, just everything about it is so over-the-top melodrama. No, no, I completely um, agree. I, by the way, I have not cried this much uh, f- from a manga uh, since uh, Final Fantasy VII when Eris died uh, and she had all my materia. <laughs> And wow, you just you're, you're coming with the spoilers this week, man. I mean, I learned uh, in Final Fantasy IV when everyone dies, I learned to always unequip people who, oh, who you think are going to leave your party. It's a, also, it's a I like that you, and die. <laughs> I like how those are the the, the biggest tearjerker manga we can think of are Final Fantasy VII and apparently Final Fantasy IV. Uh, Scarf for life. We're real manga experts over here. Um, I, you know. The other thing I have to say about this book is it, it reminded me a lot of the actual, uh, the, the act of running, mm. which I used to do. I don't do it anymore, but I used to run. And I, this manga was a lot like that for me because the build up to the running, thinking about your reasons for running, thinking about all of your sick running strategies that you're going to employ on your next run. <laughs> Did you have a lot of like running strategies when you I had ran I, Yeah, the... no, like when you when you're into running, you think about Did okay, you know next where time the I'm wind this was blowing. <laughs> of course, Did you know, like I, what speed. <laughs> I had a little boy ride alongside me with a whistle. <laughs> okay, he but was keeping the, pace. Like the <laughs> point the point I'm building up to is uh-huh. it's really fun to think about your next run and how mm-hmm. awesome it's going to be and how mm. awesome you're going to feel after it. But once you're actually on the run, it's incredibly boring. <laughs> and that was exactly like this manga. Like everything building up to the running and all of the reasons for the running really like really captivating. I really enjoyed all of that. But then the scenes where the men are actually on the street running were just like incredibly boring to me. <laughs> Which for a series that's ostensibly about running marathons, I was like, mm, okay, I'm interested to see how this goes for several volumes. But um, yeah, lots of fun stuff in this one, I thought. Okay, good. No, no, no. Thank you. Thank you uh, both for digging into this this '90s treasure trove with me. Uh, I wanted. Uh, can to... we? Be, can I just segue? What yes. the heck made you pick this one? Because <laughs> this kind of came out of nowhere. It did. Like I know our theme for this round was sports, but like, I I wasn't even aware that this manga existed. Well, when we got when we started digging into all the sports manga out there, uh, I was struck by the sheer volume of sports manga that were concentrating on like team sports team play or whatnot so i wanted to or, or like it was one that you have to at least have another partner uh someone to spar with or whatnot uh in order to make that sport come to life i mm. wanted to see what happened with something like running where you can basically do it by yourself i mean yeah marathon is it's a collection of runners but they're all competing not only against each other, but against yourself, right? Like it's against the record mm-hmm. and whatnot. Got it. So I wanted to see what a sports manga was uh, that was focusing on an individual sport like running, and then 
came across Marathon Man, which I had never read before, but I oh, was hooked. Okay, wait, you never read it? Okay. No, Because I no. was like, wait, this must be like a nostalgia thing that Marcus just like had read this and yeah. he's like, now it's time for Marathon Man to come out. When Marathon changed my life back in 1995. <laughs> this no. manga is the reason that Mark is now an alcoholic taxi driver. A lot <laughs> yeah. of people don't know. I, I absolutely dislike how the two come hand in hand. I, I know we don't get it past volume one, but later on, uh, when mm-hmm. uh, when Kazuma, the son, uh, mm-hmm. runs into some problems, uh, he oh. also becomes an alcoholic taxi driver, <laughs> oh, no. but he moves to Hokkaido. <laughs> <laughs> but that's no. that's not until uh, that's not until volume three. Japan does have kind of an alcohol problem. I I, I honestly can't believe I'm saying this, but I I kind of actually want to keep reading Marathon Man now, based yeah. on what you're saying. It I, only I gets wackier and you, you wilder. A, you you're really like raising the appeal because. When wow. I read this, I was like, how in the hell will this man ever redeem himself? <laughs> like, he's so far fallen. <laughs> he's like child neglect. Like, he, he's <laughs> such a bad father. that I'm like, I actually can't really cheer for him <laughs> because I feel like it's a miracle his kid is, like, alive still. Well, good news. You don't have to for long because he dies pretty yeah, early. Yeah, I know. Um, wow. This is a lot of questions. Okay, so let me ask right. you this. What... So having you come to the end of volume one and, you know, his son has has helped him train for for his chance to reclaim his former glory uh, by participating in the Fukuoka International Marathon, uh, which he won once uh, in his early 20s. And he set like a new record for Japan. Uh, and then since then, you know, a lot of stuff happened and basically he gave up running, became a deadbeat dad, alcoholic. Just basically things are going downhill. Uh, also ruined marriage. He still has got a son, which is good. Uh, mm. But uh, And also his son is, is the one who, who really helps him turn everything around. But at the end of Volume 1, you see him, you know, after months and months of training, he's, he's participating in this Fukuoka, uh, Fukuoka International Marathon. And he's, he's about halfway through the race. And... He comes from the end of the pack all the way to the front against this guy who looks like Guile from Street Fighter 2. He looks like he was cut out of glass to win this race. But what do you think? What are the odds that Kazuma is going to come back uh, or Kazuma is going to come back and win this race and reclaim his former glory? Alex, I'd like to hear from you first. Um, so... You know, at first, he, there is the thing about the age where they really dig into the fact that 36. he's like super, yeah, 36, he's super past his prime. His body is like not able to move anymore. Literally like falling apart. Like As someone who is older than 36, I have to say that does feel accurate to me. That feels true to life. <laughs> Yeah, but it's like, how will this man ever win? Especially he doesn't seem to remember how to run. (laughs) Too busy being drunk all the time. When the race starts, is this my body? (laughs) And then his he remembers that his kid like set the pace for him with like the whistle blows. The whistle, the whistle. And then he was like remembering how to run again. Um, So it was a very very shaky start. But then we find out that he can master the wind because he had been training in a typhoon Mm -hmm. with his son who Mm -hmm. knew the secret techniques of wind um, running. Like, Jason, is this a thing? Wind running? Um, Where the the wind propels you? I 
I mean, I assume it is for like super high level runners. Like it would um, make a difference. Like I know people who play golf and, and the wind is a huge factor. Like I know about golf because the golf ball is so light, right? So yeah. like I feel well, like the wind would driven make and tossed by the wind. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I can am, a person be blown by the wind? Jason, tell us the truth. The <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, if they if they try hard enough, absolutely. I mean, I've I've experienced gale force winds. Well, just the other day, you know, I, yeah, you see people <laughs> yeah, out there with the, the, their umbrellas get <laughs> turned inside night, yeah, out. Yeah, no, that happened to me. Yeah, and I guess if you were running with that force instead of against it, you would be I've really been... fucking fast. <laughs> You'd be like a rocket ship. <laughs> Look, I, I have so many more questions <laughs> than the wind issue. Like, so oh, really, when the wind yeah. happened, so, it was like, okay, I guess he's gonna win now because there's a special. Also, is no one else affected by the wind? But, you know, if we imagine him actually running, like if this was not a manga, but if we were watching footage of this man, mm. Katsuma, uh, we, and this is going to get confusing because the father's name is Katsuma so, and the son's name is Kazuma. Kazuma. Uh, but anyway, if we if we actually were watching him run, right, I, I, I had a lot of fun imagining what his running looked like uh, until the point where he remembered uh, Kazuma's whistle blowing. Because, like, was he just... <laughs> Like moving along, like with weird, uncoordinated, like arrhythmic steps. His legs was flailing. He, was he just like jerking around like a, well, a you, zombie you saw or something? His first attempt at running, it was terrible. He like, <laughs> couldn't even go three blocks. Tears. He just ran like and he down was, he the was street. A, he was a champion marathon runner. He had yeah. won three marathons. He was like vomiting next to a, like a pole. Like, uh, we're all over the place. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. What are the odds that he look? If it was a real uh, human being situation, pretty much zero. But given yes. that this is a shonen manga. Gotta be close to a hundred percent. Gotta right? be close to hundred yeah. percent. Okay, good. Maybe uh, like ninety-five. I'll put it there. But uh, this is a manga that loves to manipulate your emotions and make you yes. cry. And we know that if he didn't win, then little Kazuma would be, you know, snot running, yeah. tears everywhere. And so too would the reader. This mm. this manga wants every opportunity to make you cry. Yep. So maybe he doesn't win. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's more like 50-50. <laughs> Good. We will reveal the answer at the end of this episode. Okay. Have either of you ever participated in an organized race of any kind? Jason, I'm going to ask you first. Yeah. And so in the third grade, we had sports day at my school and uh, there were various different runs. There's the three-legged race. Three-legged right? race. Yeah. The, but the the one I remember the most was the one where you have to run uh, with a spoon, with an and egg an on egg. the spoon. Yeah. And not drop. Silver spoon. Yep. Yeah, not drop egg the egg. Run. So uh, I did participate in that. The old My egg did dumpty. fall down. Oh, I did no. not win. Um, the idea of running an actual marathon in real life, I, I think I would probably rather just be dead, <laughs> to be quite honest with you, if given the choice. It does not Same. appeal to me at all. Comparable but, uh, death. <laughs> yeah. I know people who do it for like uh, ostensibly for fun. Ah, baby. Yep. Like yeah, uh, yeah I'm close personal personal friends with Abe. Um, he he's all about that marathon lifestyle. Uh, no, I I don't I, I'm not a real like uh, organized races type of dude. What okay. about you, Alex? Um, I like walking a lot. <laughs> Is there like a a walking competition? That yeah, I can power enter? walking. Yeah, cool. I mean I've walked so many hours in one day like maybe three or four like when i was really bored and alone <laughs> just record Jeez. that with your fitbit <laughs> yeah so 
I'm really good at run, uh, not running, walking. Yeah, I cannot run at all. It's um, like running. Like, so just, just combining this motion. with what what you talked about last episode about like leading your friends into weird fields. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely. Like the two go hand in hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it all comes like, together now. My it. sister is like the same way. So just walking. whenever we go on trips, yeah, like one time we went to. Uh, Shangarira in um, China. Cool. <laughs> it's Holy it's cow. actually called Zhongdian, but like the the Chinese government renamed it to Shangri-La. They can wow. do that. Yeah, they can. Wow, <laughs> they can do anything. And my sister and I would just be like, "Oh, look, there's a mountain over there with like a stupa on it," because um, actually there's a lot of like that kind of uh, Tibetan type Buddhist religion mm-hmm. uh, in that area. And we would just be like, okay, let's like walk up to that stupa um, and check out that and, stupa. Like, we don't, we don't know where we're going, um, where we are. <laughs> Alex, I think <laughs> you might be like... describing the exact opposite of an organized race. <laughs> yeah, I'm mean, the exact opposite. I'm just like that's like a choose chaos, your own adventure. Chaos walking. Yeah. Chaos walking. <laughs> <laughs> chaos walking sounds awesome. Sign me up for that shit. Okay, uh, I. To, to answer my own question, um, I've never I've never run a marathon before. I've run mm-hmm. a half marathon, uh, and I was also 36 at the time, and oh. I almost died. No, that's not true. It was <laughs> it was not that bad. Did you forget uh, how to move your limbs? No, not at all. Because uh, contrary to popular belief, uh, running is not that different from walking. You just kind of do it faster. Well, you pick up your legs and you just don't touch the ground. You make sure that your feet don't touch the ground at the same time. And then you're running. Uh, it's kind of amazing mm-hmm. in that way. But I, I've never run a marathon. Um, but this kind of got me inspired to want to try to run a marathon. And one of the best things about Japan, and I don't know if this is true in other countries because I just don't know enough about running in other countries. But in Japan, the cool thing about running is that there are marathons up and down the country at all different yeah. seasons. And oh, they love their marathons. They like the, love the New them. Year's marathon. That's yeah. like a big event. That's like a huge TV thing that Mm-mm. people yeah. all gather around and watch. The ones on TV are really hard to get into. I've had a few friends who've done Tokyo Marathon, but you you have to have like a certain number of points. You have to have like one other marathons or, or get really lucky in the lottery and whatnot. So the ones that are on TV are really hard to get on, but like you can go and do like, I don't know, like the Nagoya Marathon or, or the Sapporo Marathon is another cool one uh, that aren't too hard to get in. Wait, is the Fukuoka one like, is that like one of the like top three japan marathons like i had no idea how relevant the fukuoka one was yeah i did a little digging into this one a little uh, bit of detective work and i think uh inoue sensei uh is from fukuoka yeah i saw that so <laughs> i think there's a, bias here. There's, there's a little bit of uh, a little bit of sending going he, in there. he's getting a little bit of that tourism board money <laughs> we're just put this i had never really heard of that it wasn't on my radar as a big time uh as, as a big time marathon but i mean the course looked beautiful uh i'm sure it is wonderful but i think you can call anything an international marathon as long as as people are coming from outside of japan to, to participate hmm interesting well good luck to you good luck to everyone uh, i'll be happy to bicycle alongside you with my whistle if you need <laughs> yeah. any help yeah, no, I mean, uh, I'll bicycle along with my five stop watches. <laughs> I'll, I'll, um, I'll, I'll mail you a, a pair of tiny shorts that says Gambare Tochan. <laughs> now, yeah. if I had had those shorts, then I would have done a lot better my half marathon. I would just wear those on a daily basis, to be honest with you. <laughs> I don't yeah. know why. Well, in the summer, in the summer. Let's be honest. Maybe day. not in the wintertime. 
Oh my gosh. I mean, that's, that's not on the list, but I, I feel like one of the most important parts of volume one is the relationship between uh, the dad, Katsuma, and the son, yeah. Kazuma. Well, yeah, that's what it's all about. I mean, that's what it's all about. So let's, let's talk into that, uh, or let's dive into that for just a second. So first of all, let's talk about the dad, Katsuma. Um, is he a hopeless deadbeat or a well-intentioned father with a heart of gold? Jason, I'd like to hear your take on this. I think it's possible to be both. Um, mm. I think that it's this. I feel like the first few chapters of this manga invite like real uh, emotional reflection, despite being quite silly at times. But you know, it just seems like mis mismatched expectations on the part of Katsuma and his uh, former wife. Because he seemed to be, you know, he was quite happy with just like a, a low income uh, lifestyle, which well, is he was a perfectly. Like, well, yeah, how did they? I wanted valid. to know how did they meet? Because he's Great like question. Uh, running circle. a woman from like yeah, from like a wealthy family who she like did not take married a lowly pe- peasant man who like <laughs> couldn't afford her, and I'm just like, wait, how did this happen? How did they? You know, I, I think know. Katsuma is a, a sensitive soul. Uh, he he was he was abandoned by his his wife, which would have a, an effect on anybody. It does, yeah. So no, no, no. it's understandable. <laughs> it's coming a, from a that, place of knowledge. I have yet to I've be been, abandoned. I've been abandoned by several wives. <laughs> several uh, wives, so up to did. this point, and it never uh, stops hurting. <laughs> no, it doesn't. And you know, I've been a, a terrible alcoholic deadbeat. Uh, multiple times, Aww. but you know, did you I have, eat uh, meat out of a can with chopsticks? And did you buy race pony race tickets and just like fall asleep yeah. on the floor? I eat constantly. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's all I could think to do. Constantly. I mean, what else was I going to do? Eating to stop the pain. It's a little easier now in the era of the internet to be a, a derelict alcoholic. Um, there's just you got a lot more options at your disposal. <laughs> no, I think Katsuma is he's not a he's not a terrible person. I think he uh, he has, I think he has uh, maybe what's not poor impulse control, but like if you have the drive and the dedication to push yourself to run multiple marathons intentionally, mm. then you're clearly the kind of person who gets really fixated on a thing, Mm-mm-mm. you know? So I would say maybe uh, the addiction to alcohol is not so very different from the addiction to, you know, the dopamine high of that you get as a runner. Right. So I, I think I see that. He just uh, he just picked a different lane, and it was a bad one. <laughs> yeah, and, a, uh, a lane that leads to self destruction. Also, yeah. maybe not a great career choice uh, to be a taxi driver if you spend most of your time drunk. That that was a little bit no. of a. Or <laughs> yeah. I, that was it's a red flag. Not good. A little dilemma. There in the nineties, it might have been a little bit easier in Japan. Nowadays, he would have been out of a job super yeah. quick. Which oh. he was in this <laughs> manga. As well. Although this one, he he hits like a yakuza guy. I yeah. would like, and apparently there's no car insurance people. Like, and it's present. not because he was drunk; it's because he was uh, too he was sleepy from was, all his yeah, marathon training. Was training. <laughs> he was so yeah. he was actually a better taxi driver when right. he was just a drunk asshole than once he started trying to. So it's it's a uh, it's apparently they man. didn't it's have like car insurance like. Middlemen in the real shady taxi Did you directly to your place of work and demanded money? <laughs> I I have a feeling that could absolutely still happen <laughs> in 2023. Uh, you hit the wrong guy's car. 
it but just rolls did up you the get office. the i got the impression that maybe katsuma had kind of bounced around like maybe he wasn't necessarily a lifelong taxi driver like he's mm. probably had a few different gigs here and there no i definitely you know I, mean? I definitely get that the, the yeah. sense of that and also the house that they were living in i mean you still see those houses around tokyo mm. and i don't think oh, they were, tons yeah i don't think they were any nicer in 1993 i think i think you're absolutely right i think he he had this dream it was to be a runner. I mean, I don't think he really had a plan for the future. I think that was just his no. thing. Uh, Clearly. He, he, met his, he met his wife-to-be, Misako, I think. Uh, and then, I think it's Miyako? Miyako, is Miyako, it? Miyako, yeah. Okay. It's Miyako. Yeah. And then they they had a baby. But then, like, within a year of that, of him just, <laughs> yeah, like, she was, quitting she was like, this race. This too average. <laughs> too average. You're Can't... average. This baby's average. I <laughs> am a career woman. <laughs> And I, she, she was. Although she's mobile. not a career woman, because she got there by sleeping with her boss, mm-hmm. which I'm like, of course, okay. a '90s manga would be like this. The woman is only successful because she was banging her boss. Yeah, <laughs> it's impossible to be a successful yeah. woman and a moral woman you, at the you same time. Pick one or the other. Um, <laughs> Princess Diana. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you can edit this part out I was gonna oh yes here I, I made an observation reading this manga tell me if this resonates for you okay I think that the message of this manga might be that life is much like a marathon I, I, I think you were gonna say that yes it's <laughs> not a sprint wait, so is your pace uh, what was it it was 15 uh, minutes, fifteen per, minutes per I don't hour. Know, like how, how to, so like I don't know. In right. in life, what what's it's fifteen your, minutes like, per five pace? kilometers. Um, what is like the ideal pace for life? If well, it, it is depends a on what part you're in, you are in. in the and marathon. and if the wind is at your back or not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You gotta you gotta account for conditions. You know what? I think his wife and he were in different marathons. Maybe <gasps> that's why their marriage didn't uh, work out. <laughs> yeah, actually, I think you're she right. She was in the money marathon, and he was just in the average the person a good marathon. Time marathon. <laughs> I'm just good here time. to have fun. Marathon. He was just enjoying life. Okay, well, let me ask you this question. I'm going to bring it back to the story. Um, well, wait, we never talked about Kazuma the baby boy. Oh yeah, Kazuma the baby boy, uh, and then. <laughs> And then we have I have made, I, we have to spend some serious moments here talking about this child because <laughs> this child is like a genius. <laughs> he is a prodigy. <laughs> yeah, he's a prodigy. He has the body of a little person he and the head his... of a three-year-old baby. Yeah, he looks like uh, a three-year-old. <laughs> he looks like a three-year-old. Now, here's before we started recording, Alex, you were asking me what are the ages of my children. Mm-hmm. I have two, and one of them is seven years old. The other one is four years old. And the size of Kazuma relative to Katsuma mm-hmm. is definitely like three-year-old, four-year-old territory. <laughs> he very much looks like a four-year-old. So not, that's not an eight-year-old. He allegedly is eight years old. But he acts like he's about 17 years old. Yeah, no, no, I definitely get Detective Conan vibes from, from the stuff that he's pulling. <laughs> so, also, you're, so you're not buying the story then? Maybe Miyako well, didn't actually leave them <laughs> seven years ago when he was one. <laughs> Maybe I this timeline isn't believe. adding up. You know, think, um, his dad didn't know what day of the week it is because he was so drunk. So also, maybe he, he doesn't never even know noticed, how old his child is. It took him eight years to notice that his son looked like a cute little angel when he was sleeping. Like, 
Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes did, did it's, you not it's the little that? things that you just you just miss when you. When but all, here, here's many. where it really all unraveled for me. Okay. Okay. Tell the truth. Why is Kazuma in the third grade if he's only eight years old? <laughs> Wait, that I don't know how grades work. Is that first up. grade? Uh, if you're an eight, eight if years, years old, old, should be second grade. It should second be second grade. I thought he skipped the year. Toby cute. <laughs> now that would explain his his levels of genius. He is yeah. incredibly, incredibly, He's incredibly intelligent. gifted. Not only does he know how to cook uh, three course breakfasts for his father. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he, he does. He knows advanced uh, training techniques. Yeah, trigonometry. Does. He knows trigonometry. And he got yeah. his GED. <laughs> and, and he yeah. knows aerodynamics. Aerodynamics. Yeah. Also, he is able to fend for himself because he's constantly left alone uh, mm-hmm. at home. Well, that um, he's a victim yeah. of circumstance there. Right. It's true. He just can't stand up to the bullies. That's literally his only weakness. Well, because he's, he's got a business. second grader's body, and those uh, those third graders are really, <laughs> yeah. really big. They've got a very year. I would imagine. Did yes. you find his body proportions super weird? No, like, it was they. Okay, so the the manga was definitely playing the sympathy card here. Uh, it was oh God, yeah. putting putting him in like the. He looks like a character straight out of Doraemon or something like that. Like, yeah, like no, he looks like a Dragon things. Ball. Like if you ah, look at his proportions, it's yeah, very it like young Goku. Yep. 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 Yeah. I do find him very cute, and he was absolutely the reason this manga made me have so many lumps in my throat. <laughs> he is absolutely the best character, and the, the good news is that he oh, is far. Marathon Man. He gets to live. <laughs> he gets news, to live, and he... Katsuma had to die so that Kazuma could live. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we will get into that, but let's talk about, let's talk about this next right. question. Yeah, so Kazuma is the one who basically pulls his dad out of this funk that he's been in for the past seven years, puts him back on, on track for at least some modicum of success, right? Uh, mm-hmm. So I want to ask you here, um, we talked about uh, Katsuma's ex-wife, but who do you think is the real villain in the story? Volume 1 sets it up like, oh, here comes the ex-wife coming back after like leaving their family, literally walking out, leaving a Dear John note, and then coming back seven years later and being like, hey, I'm, I have established myself in my career. I'm now making enough money where I can come and take our son, my son, Kazuma, back, and you can go and do your own thing because you're a hopeless deadbeat drunk, and the courts will know who to award custody for this child now is she the villain here or is it katsuma's own struggle with his alcoholic inner demons i think the real villain as always is society man Mm -hmm. expectations (laughs) being foisted upon people who just want to live man you know katsuma just wants to run you know, that's that's all he wanted, but mm-hmm. it just wasn't enough for some people. Well, I think you know? he got in his head because then later it's, it's explained that he, during the Osaka race, he just stopped running when he realized mm-hmm. he wouldn't be number one, and then uh, he was yeah, he was almost to the finish line, but he yeah. just like gave up and just looked up, and then and he and then just he was stopped. like, "What am I going to do now? Now yeah. I got nothing to do." He could be so number two. He totally sabotaged himself in mm. that respect, and then after that, apparently, quickly became an alcoholic. I don't know. It was a it was a quick spiral down from there. I don't think they had mindfulness in the nineties yet. Mm. It, no, that it was definitely not invented yet. Um, I, I think we also have to suggest that the the Yakuza dude is a pretty good villain. Um, <laughs> he could also he could be the big bad. It's almost like bad. It's almost like the the. Uh, sorry, I forgot the mangaka's name. Uh, Inoue. Inoue Sensei. Yeah, Inoue yeah. Sensei. Um, got to chapter three and was like, 
Yeah, I don't know if Miyako's a convincing enough villain. We need to, <laughs> need need to up the stakes a little bit here. So what could happen? Oh, I know. Uh, yeah, I thought, huge... it was, I thought it was cheap. The, the, it was super the cheap. It was super unearned. The car accident was like yeah. such a cheap like plot thing. Uh, just... in, the, in the space of like five pages, he suddenly is facing insurmountable financial Death, challenges yeah. <laughs> and no longer has a job. Yeah. So. Uh... Um, I I felt conflicted about the Miyako thing because like you don't want to hate her for trying to like live a life that she chose for herself Mm. but also she's a really shitty person (laughs) (laughs) you know so it's like mm, I mean I don't want to I want her to be able to make her own choices well I mean like there are like I have heard stories of like you know mothers walking out and it's like a bad situation but, you know, they usually have uh, guilt, and, like, apparently yeah. she just has absolutely no guilt, and she's she written... Seem to be a no, sociopath. she buried that she's guilt a long time ago. She's written, like, a cartoon villain, so it's, like, well, not even convincing. Yeah. Um, I can't take her seriously at all. <laughs> like, her line where it's, like, I just went on a seven-year, like, out to get cigarettes, that's mm-hmm. all, and now I'm back. I'm <laughs> ready to be back in the, the parenting <laughs> I'm game. Ready back in the game. I'm not convinced that she would be a better parent than Katsuma. No, I think they both I think seem she would like be... terrible parents. Yeah, <laughs> so, like, it's like this boy. Katsuma is just cursed. Yeah, so, he doesn't uh, have good options. No, now Kat- that we know that Katsuma apparently dies, uh, <laughs> I want to know: Does Miyako remain in the story? It's a really good question. Or uh, does she like get reformed? By, like, we're not allowed to talk about Katsuma. that though. Because... We're, we're not there yet. We'll, oh, okay. we'll save that to the end. Okay, so Miyako has been out of Katsuma and Kazuma's life for seven years. She's doing her own thing. She's apparently mm-hmm. working her way up the career ladder, and now she is an executive vice president. Uh, she is having a great time, making a lot of money, smoking as many cigarettes as she wants, and she's ready to come back and have a family. Now, she can't just roll up into Kazuma's life because once she left when he was one years old and mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys but I've got two kids and I remember when I had a one year old one time we were playing together in the morning having a good time with Pudareru then I went out and I got a haircut and I when I came back was it a seven year long haircut <laughs> no it was about, it was about an hour okay. and a half it was a respectful haircut then I came back that afternoon and my son was just Bawling. Like, who is this person? No, no, get him away from me. So there's no way, there's, yeah. there's not a snowball's chance in hell that Kazuma-san remembers who his mom is. And then on top of that, on top of that, Katsuma told him that his mom is dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and he believes it. And he believes it, because, like, who is going to doubt what your dad right. says? Yeah. Oh, can we, by the way, I don't know if we'll get a chance to talk about it. I wanted to say shout out to uh, Kazuma's teacher. She was a real yeah, badass no. lady, actually. She, was, she, yeah. had this, she had this one scene where she's like, she was just laying all she's the truth She's like bombs one of those down. '90s teachers that cares. She was totally Kimpachi Sensei, or yeah, I don't know, GTO. Yeah, just, like just, just say GTO. Like, teachers that get involved. <laughs> but the point is, she was like, I know that Kazuma's mother isn't dead. Yeah, excuse Pardon me, I did a little know. bit of research. Like, what <laughs> yeah, did she, like, like, go down the city hall and, like, yeah, hey, can she you? did. Because there was no internet. So that is no dedication. Internet. That is she dedication. needs a hobby. This te- anyway. Um, <laughs> she could take up running. She'd be great. Yeah, well, I mean, she does come back into Kazuma's life, right? The mother, Miyako. She does. And, uh, she does. And she, she shows up with a Super Nintendo. Yeah. yeah come on now. Pretty dope. 
pretty dope. Pretty underhanded. In 1993. You can't say no to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, would you have accepted a Super Nintendo from a stranger who claimed to be a family friend yes. in, 19, in 1993? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Abs- yes. Yeah. Even if it was something like you had never known before, if like someone's uh-huh. just like, hey. I, I didn't know. I don't know like anyone in my family because like my dad's uh, from Italy, and so I barely saw before like, the internet many relatives. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. I had no idea who most people were related to me. But so if, presents, they, if, they handed me, if they handed me a Nintendo, I would be like, yes, of <laughs> course. Welcome to the family. Zia, so, Zio, whatever, I'm sure. <laughs> I never thought about this before, but I, much like Kazuma, I was eight years old in 1993. I know. Isn't this the and best part? We could have been Kazumas. So... Now look, let's 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 clarify things a little bit. If a if a smelly, uh, raggedy-looking man came out of a van and was like, "Hey kid, you want you want a Super Famicom?" I might be like, uh, "Probably no, thank you." But if like a b- very uh, affluent-looking, sparkly woman came up to me <laughs> and said, "A lady of the lake." Here is a Super Famicom for you. I would be like, fucking awesome. Thank you. Thank you, you, ma'am. May I have another? And here, look, when I was eight years old, I asked for a Super Famicom because I knew I wanted one. And my dad, in his wisdom, went to the store and he was like, the guy at the store said the Sega Genesis is better. So I got one of those instead. And I was just like. You went to Best Buy. You were a Sega kid. uh, Scarred me for life. Uh, (laughs) So, I mean, I feel like those kids are just a bit alternative. But those, those, you're thinking of kids who intentionally chose the Genesis oh, okay, lifestyle. Okay, okay. I had the Genesis lifestyle thrust upon me. I see. I just specifically like wanted a Super Famicom. So, yes, if a woman looking like that showed up and said, Hello, I'm your father's friend and I have for you a Super Famicom, I would be like, This is the best day of my life so far. <laughs> yes. I also loved how they could just use the word Famicom in the manga. Like, I think uh-huh. if yeah. this were now, they would change the they would change it yeah, to like something else. Yeah, it would be like a Femi, like, Femi song or, or something. something. Yeah, I'm cam. sure that Nintendo must have been giving the magazine some amount of money because mm. there's like five mentions of Famicom, <laughs> Famicom. and Super Famicom yeah. in like the first two chapters. Yeah, it could have been Famicom, man. It would have been a very different Yeah, story. they probably just heard of stealth marketing um, and then they're like, hey, we could uh, do this in our own. <laughs> just put this into Stuff, all yeah. the manga stories in the early yeah. 90s. <laughs> it did Maybe. feel a little bit, uh, you know, intentional to oh. me. But also I was totally cool with it because I was like, I also love Super Famicom. Tell me more. Uh, you know? Yeah. It was pretty good. Uh, okay, uh, and then, you know, just pull back all these smoke and mirrors. Uh, Miyako, she's got, she's got a career. There's no way that she can be a stay-at-home mom. No. And I think she's going to have a really hard time doing this parenting thing all by herself. Do you think that this could be all an elaborate ploy by Kazuma's ex-wife to get the family back together again? No. No, I don't think so. She I mean, seems to really hate. Yeah, she <laughs> seems to really hate him. <laughs> there's there's <laughs> genuine loathing in her voice. And, there's and they like meet the, each other in a taxi. Yeah, they met each other. Like, he's the driver. Yeah. Here's some money, asshole. I don't even want any yeah. change. Just get out of my wasn't life. the guy she went in? That was like her boss. It that was her boss. Like, and it seemed like he wanted to marry her. He did, he did, but um, she she needed to go back and get her son, and she needed yeah, to understand yeah. So that. she's she like already time. got lined up, you know, yeah. a whole new life. Okay, she, does, she I don't doesn't even think need she... no scrub. <laughs> <Hanging out laughs> the, scrub. 
hanging out the passenger side of his own yeah. taxi. Um, <laughs> We're trying, trying I'm trying to, to bring it back me. to the 90s, right? I like that. I like it. Very 90s-centric episode. I do want to know um, what, what she wants Kazuma for. Like, does she just view being a mother who also has a career as just, like, a status <laughs> oh, thing? Oh, I know the answer to this one. She's got to win, man. Miyako was okay. one at everything since day one. She the only so thing she won at her first marriage. Yeah, the only <laughs> yeah, thing she, she lost at was at her marriage, and now mm. she's trying to come back and get a little bit of the R word on these kids. Revenge. Mm. No. She, and she will have her. When she's watching the Fukuoka Marathon, like from her simulcast <laughs> yes, <laughs> remote TV, like she was, oh, just 90s villains vibe there all over. Just it, it was. Shivers. She, she should have had I, like a, a Persian cat that she was like stroking. Dr. Claw. Okay, well, so she's obviously a terrible person uh, mm-hmm. with serious flaws. I mean, she might mm-hmm. have some redeeming qualities. We just didn't get into them in volume one. Uh, and then you have Katsuma, who... I mean, he's got a wonderful track record uh, with professional running, but at the You've same... You've been making a lot of good uh, low-key running jokes all, all throughout this episode. I just mm-hmm. want to say, I don't, I can't tell if you even mean to be doing it, but that's It just like gets in your blood or something. on the brain. <laughs> Do great. I ever. But also he has serious problems with addiction. Um, he can't even remember his son's like parent-teacher day or whatever mm-hmm. it is, Sankambi, when you go to school and watch. He's, he's clearly an imperfect father. Now, if you were <laughs> Kazuma... Very generous of you, yeah. Which would you choose? Because they say that, look, if this is going to become a court thing and you're fighting over custody, with Kazuma's age, he can choose who he wants to go with. Alex, would you pick the mom or the dad? This is like a very hard choice because they both And it's suck. going to affect the rest of your life. <laughs> they both really suck. Um, so I think it would depend on who the mom remarries with <laughs> mm, who's gonna be their dad that's big because it doesn't look like Katsuma's gonna gonna get uh you know any that- ladies anytime soon <laughs> so if you want like you know the full because like you can't depend on him or her see I feel like you need another person mm. in the mix to like mm-hmm. make it dependable so I don't know like I mean I've in real life I've never had to deal with this actual tough choice thank (laughs) goodness yeah but in this like fictional universe both choices are pretty terrible um yeah and i feel like katsuma's already like gambled away any money for Kazuma's future. Yeah, no, there's oh, nothing yeah. there. So, there's no necessity. There's nothing. Yeah. But Kazuma realizes that early on, and that's why he's working so hard for a scholarship. I finished reading this manga, Volume 1, and I was washing the dishes today, and I was like, wait a minute, so he doesn't have a job anymore. The local, like, shopkeepers are buying him running gear. Well, his unemployment did insurance you, is, is tidying them yeah, over. Yeah, but did you, like, yeah, notice I, how the shopkeepers were like, sorry for calling you a loser and drunken all the time. Yeah, like, the, 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 the liquor shop. When, <laughs> they, like when, the they first show up, when they first showed up, I thought they were going to say, hey, thank you for keeping us in business, man. Uh, we really miss you. Uh, <laughs> you come on but back. we hear you're running now, so uh, take, take Take this gift from us, but please also come back and uh, be our uh, customer once again. 
if you're if you're an eight year old boy, you're gonna make the stupid choice of staying with your <laughs> make new uh, loser daddy, right? Like, unfortunately, that's just what you're gonna do. Yeah, I mean, because the kids like at he, school he would, think obviously. he's cool now, all of a sudden, mm. and that's how you make decisions as an eight year old. If you have, you know, I know how the world looks now in 2023. I'm exactly the same age as Lil Kazuma. Uh, you know, if I had the the benefit of hindsight and, and wisdom, I, of course, living with the mom would be way better because having uh, financial freedom it makes your life yeah, so much easier. Having a bit of stability. <laughs> it opens uh, up doors. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Also, in in his favor, uh, Kazuma is clearly very capable of taking care of himself. So it's not like he really needs his mom to be around anyway. Mm. But uh, yeah, so unfortunately, uh, that's the correct answer. Sorry, Kazuma. <laughs> well, I think one of the most powerful scenes in Volume One is when you know the dad comes back from uh, from his talk with the teacher after after Kazuma's had little Kazuma's had a fight at school and mm-hmm. the te- and he's and the dad goes to school talking to the teacher he's like oh i you know i can't believe that that my son would hurt another person's uh, child I, I mean that's not how i raised him i am going to go home and i will teach him what for and the teacher is basically like look no i don't think you have what Gives you the right <laughs> yes, to teach like, anyone. Sir, you reek of alcohol. So, yeah, sir, are you drunk right now? <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, excuse me, but I've I've done a little digging into your personal affairs, and I know that your wife is not dead, and like everything you say is a lie. And so then he comes back home, and Kazuma, like, who knows? Oh, he because he got drunk too, because he, he he went home and he went to work, and then he, you know he got in the accident, and then he lost his job and got fired, so he was drinking. And then he comes back late at night. I'm just glad that he made it back home, right? Because he's got an eight year old kid. I mean, you should come back home if you have yeah. young children ideally, in the house. Yeah. Ideally, ideally, yeah. especially if you're a single parent. Um, and his son has taken down his box of memorabilia, which is the only thing that Katsuma keeps from his former life from his former life when he was happy when he still had hopes and dreams and it's got newspaper clippings uh they're like internet articles but they were printed on paper for our young listeners uh with pictures of him winning marathons like his 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 former past glory and his son is discovering this for the first time it's like my dad was cool he was Mm -hmm. a champion runner and then on page 42 i don't know if like he spilled some water on his face but Kazuma has like fallen asleep and his like eyes are full of water. <laughs> There's so much Ghibli crying. In this. There's a lot of Ghibli crying. <laughs> a in this. lot of water words. I mean, I cried too. Actually, I didn't know if it was my tears on this. It was like no, oh. it's this. This manga so successfully preys on daddy uh, m- melodrama. Uh huh. Uh huh. Like the the feeling of your child having feelings for you when you're not around. It's just and like needing to protect them and like ah the the scene where um he they just finished like their first running uh training and uh you know Kazuma like can barely stand up anymore and he's like collapsing to the ground and Kazuma just comes up and gives him a little pat on the head and says yosh yosh and then they hug I was just like me too me too sobbing like an idiot I I don't think he would do that for me but but if he did I think you need to be a dad because like I didn't cry at all (laughs) but I but I always cry at like um, like, uh, cause like, I really, like, I guess I was like a daddy's girl. So like whenever there's like movies about like dad and daughter bonds, 
I'm yeah. always, I'm always like crying like crazy because my dad would always cry like no matter how stupid the plot was he would always cry at like daughter dad stories and like, well, that's even, the like, reason like, like uh Her- what was it like herbie the love bug or something? <laughs> oh, that's yeah. like a terrible wow. movie and he was like, just like this is great <laughs> yeah he's like crying because it's like dad just and can't daughter get through the first act <laughs> yeah that's the reason why every AAA video game now is about a sad dad trying to protect his <laughs> daughter from the apocalypse or whatever. Yeah, I guess oh, like, these kind of like things this really won't be the like, last if if you're part of that relationship, you're like completely like it doesn't matter how dumb or melodramatic anything is. You're like I mean, I, it kept I, me I reading this <laughs> boring ass manga about marathon running. That's how powerful those uh, tropes are. Exactly. No, honest. the marathon wasn't even the important thing to be honest. No. Which is something that I want to dive into. But before we get there, I want to ask you, Jason, is there, you, you have children, I is do. there anything that your children might discover about your past accomplishments that would make them think of you as a superhero? Yeah, I was thinking about that actually as I was reading this, and uh, I think the answer is probably no, but <laughs> I, there's probably a ton of stuff that they would discover about me and think like, oh, I never would have expected him to do that. Right, like, there, I I acted in a bunch of films in in university. Oh, wow. You know, I was like a little bit of an actor. I did some stage acting stuff. I was in a, you know, separately from that, I was in a rap group for a while. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Our, our music oh, got played Mark, on a radio you station ever do in a LA. Rap together? No, we should have <laughs> money on the ground there. Yeah. Well, it's not too late, you know. Yeah. Um, I was in a, a taiko drum group uh, for several years. So like. You know, I did all this stuff. Uh, I was, I guess I've been in the newspaper, but like, I don't think they would see any of that and go like, oh my God, our dad is so cool. I think they'd just be like, what the hell was he doing that for? Like, I thought he just likes to read books and take naps. Like, you know, I think children are always uh, a bit d- surprised when they discover that their parents had lives before they existed. Before the period, right? yeah. Yeah, before. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know if it would be anything. Like, winning a marathon is pretty badass. That is pretty badass. Anything. Yeah, not I many don't people have anything can do quite that. like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, re- I published some articles online. Maybe they'll find some of those. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, Alex, what about you? Is, is there? I know you, you might have children now, but in the future, is there anything that if you did have kids, they might find out about you that was super badass and might they would think of you as a hero for it? Yeah, I don't I don't know about a hero. <laughs> but I mean, I always thought it was like it's like my parents uh were in international marriage and they they met in a in a country that wasn't actually related to either of them. Um and like I always thought that that was super cool mm. and it made That's me want to go. Yeah, it's very romantic. Um and it made me want to go abroad and live in a foreign country and then ah. I'm doing that right now. So, mm. I mm. hope that if I have a child, uh, they would think it's cool that I left my home country and like forged a new life. <laughs> mm. I don't know. Do your kids think that's cool at all? Or they're just like, what's 
what's America or what's Canada? No, my my kid, my my eldest son, who's five, talks about America all the time. Uh, oh, really? He talks about three countries: America, Tokyo, and Sapporo. Uh, he says, when we're in Tokyo, please speak to me in Japanese. Uh, but no, he, he's very cognizant of America. And he, I'm always like, do you, do you want to go to America? And he says, yes, of course. And I was like, why do you want to go? And he says, so he can ride on Narita Express when he comes back. <laughs> That's the best yep. part. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, like my daughter is always like, yo, Canada rules. We got to go back to Canada. I love Canada. And if I'm if I ever ask her like what do you like about Canada? She's all she talks about is the one playground near my parents' place. <laughs> I bet uh, it's an awesome playground though. It's a very good playground. They don't even live there anymore. So oh. like you have to make we a went, special trip. If we yeah, it's it, so it's like well, uh, maybe there's a bigger better playground to be discovered. <laughs> you could argue that Canada itself is one large oh. playground to be discovered. Many people um, have argued that and lost. <laughs> Well, that's not going to stop me from trying. Uh, yeah, kids, my kids definitely think about Canada as like this fantasy land that they will go to <laughs> uh, again someday. Yeah. But I, I can't really understand what their image of it is. Well, I think when they get older, maybe they'll like understand the significance of like leaving behind everything you knew. Yeah, I hope they get I hope they get curious about that yeah. and like try to yeah, wrap their heads around it. I'm sure they will at some point. Mm-mm. It is definitely romantic. I think they got to maybe when they're 8, they'll understand. Hmm. Okay, okay well, along with so many things. Along <laughs> like, with so many things. Like why mommy had to go. Yeah, like why mommy had to go. <laughs> okay. So this one of the another reason that I picked this manga, uh, which is let's be honest, a little bit obscure. Uh, I one of the things that we've been talking about is that the great thing about Japanese comics is that they cover almost anything. There's basically mm-hmm. pick any theme, pick any topic. There's basically a manga about that. Now, in in Western comics, I mean, there's a lot of diversity, but there's not a lot of like everyday type like melodrama stuff. I think Archie kind of ruined it for everyone, and after that, they just had to stop. Um, <laughs> Not that I'm aware of, at least. But what do you think about Marathon Man? Do you think that it proves that any theme can be turned into a successful manga series? I mean, it had 19 volumes, uh, and it put Inoue Sensei on the map, so good for him. Or is this a classic example of why manga should stay in its lane? Alex, I want to hear from you. Um, I didn't think that this was the most ambitious, like... Thing. I don't know, the way that you asked the question made it seem like running, how however could that be dramatic? And I don't know, I feel like it could be dramatic, so totally. like, like competitive, like omelet cooking, like that would be like, wow, you can make a manga out of anything, or like, I don't know, competitive like dreaming or something like that. <laughs> the science oh. of sleep? That's Is there kind of a manga awesome. about people learning to do astral projection? Yeah, because yeah, something like that. <laughs> I would read that like, for so one many, volume like, and then go, this is boring. <laughs> things you could make manga about that yeah. would seem like, wow, there could be a story like centered around this thing that seems totally off the wall. But I don't know, running doesn't seem like that off the wall. So it's like, yeah, of course, there's going to be a marathon yeah. manga. Yeah, like there's a certain amount of discussion in this book about like the mechanics of running, yep. which I'm sure is interesting to somebody. I it's thought that was extremely that was the not sports manga to trope. Me. Yeah, the, the lung capacity thing was a bit like, mm. is that something people really do? 
Like, it is, it is. Oh, and like okay. the, di- the different kinds of strides and stuff like that. Like I know I've heard Malcolm Gladwell talk about like how fascinating long distance running is to him. And I'm just like, whatever, dude, I don't know. Well, he's so, obviously read Marathon Man. I think it's one of the works that inspired him. Um, he's talked about it at length. He identifies strongly with Cosmo's struggle. <laughs> um, I don't know. It, the question for me doesn't really work because should manga stay in its lane? I mean, manga's lane is everything. That's what is great about manga. So this is far from like the most outlandish example of, you know, the topic for a, man- a manga series. Um, I found it personally extremely boring, but I'm sure for lots of people, it's it, the reason it works is because it's got the emotional melodrama up yeah. front. If you slap that onto a story mm-hmm. about like a, a tax accountant, I would yeah. be like, what's going to happen with Lil? Co-? You know I, mean? So <laughs> I mean, yeah, like tax is very dramatic. The, I mean, I, I watched that um, movie that well, that went uh What's it called? Oscar uh, recently, and and that was very uh, dramatic with taxes. Do, so. Everything anywhere, all at one time. Yeah, everything everywhere. <laughs> yeah, not the Wolf of Wall Street, <laughs> which is about tax from a different angle. Yeah, from a different angle. But I famously have never seen any movies, so there are two um, things I don't know anything about: history and movies. Well, you have to get on an airplane. I used to watch movies on airplanes, but now we're not allowed to fly anywhere anymore. Oh, you've lost access to your theater. Um. Okay. Well, go I ahead. once watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood on a flight to Germany, and then I watched it again on the flight back <laughs> because I liked it that much. Wow. This was a really good movie. If you haven't movie. seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, it's one of Tarantino's best movies. Thank so you. nice. I watched it twice. It's very good. Okay. Well, let's kind of dig back into this. Jason, here's a question for you. You mentioned okay. that this is this is a story that really... I mean, it basically pulls all the heartstrings that it can, and it pulls really, really hard. If you could compare yep. this story to a genre of television, what would it be and why? Yeah, I mean, the, the tempting thing is to say, like, a soap opera or something like that. But to me, what it felt most like watching is, um, do you remember, like, VH1, uh, Where Are They Now? <laughs> <laughs> of course. You know, those, like, shitty uh, documentary shows where they, like, recycle yeah, the same. Takagi nine... Kasuma, he won, he placed first in the Fukuoka International yeah. Marathon. And then just when it seemed that his life couldn't sink any lower. <laughs> yeah. Dumb, dumb, dumb. And then, like, an Katsuma interview, interview with in Miyako. He's such a loser. I can't believe I married that man. Cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's so it just it felt like that to me. Um, <laughs> and it, it like even even down to how in those shows there would be like coming up after the break, <laughs> and it would show you like the clip that would happen after the commercial break, right before the commercial break. So it would be the exact same clip, you know, before and after the commercials. That's how they stretch exactly, out to 27 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what they do in this manga. Like the last frame of each or the last panel of each chapter is the first panel of the next chapter. <laughs> yeah, Continuity. Yeah. So it's just real 90s uh, storytelling. It is. It's 90s at its finest. And just to, to take this, uh, back to where we started. So at the end of volume one, you are halfway through the Fukuoka International Marathon. Uh, Katsuma has come back from a slow start. He had forgotten how to run. Uh, and he was a little bit psyched out whatnot. But then he remembered his training with his son. Remember your training. And then he does this amazing long stride and he uses the power of the wind to 
put himself in first place, and he's neck and neck with the guy who is basically the number one uh, seed, like the most expected uh, to win the race uh, athlete. And then we should say we're currently breaking format. Uh, can we edit this in? Mark, uh, note to all uh, regular Mangaroos listeners, the events described here do not take place within volume one. Thank you. Listener discretion is advised. Please continue, Mark. He wins the race. He <gasps> wins Fukuoka Marathon. Okay, yeah. He I'm goes, surprised, but yeah. He goes on to win multiple races. Whoa. He goes on to win multiple marathons. And then he and Kazuma are doing so great. And Miyako is just like burning with envy. He's like, we look, the Olympics are coming up. I'm just going to be another Abebe and we are going to win the Olympics. And that's, that's where it's going. High. He is shooting as high as the moon. And he makes it to this international race in Paris. And Mark, have you read this entire series? No, I've only read <laughs> volume one, but I read a bunch of spoilers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to find out what happened. So he makes it to this international race in Paris that's basically like, you know, the, the Marathon Senshuken for the Olympics. Like the, okay. the one of the ones that really decides, like, you, you know, who's going to make it to the Olympics that the year. The qualifiers. The qualifiers. Yeah. 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 And I hope that he, every other um, runner has their eight year old coach with them. That was a thing in the 90s. Like, it, really, the father son bond was strong. No, but <laughs> he makes it and he's doing amazingly. But mm. because he is so old and he has pushed his body to the absolute limits right at the finish line of Does the Paris die? Marathon, he has a heart attack and dies instantly. That is so. Cool. That is like. So melodramatic. So yeah. melodramatic. <laughs> and That's, then it, it, wow. it is such a shock to Kazuma, little baby Kazuma, that he goes back to Japan, one, an orphan, because, you know, his mom is out of the picture. Who would allow an eight-year-old to fly alone? <laughs> Well, and then and then he gets real sad inside, uh, and a bunch of stuff happens, and he goes to like I don't know kid jail or whatever it is, and <laughs> he becomes know. like a delinquent. But then he comes back and and he Wait, discovers his, his mom joy. Of, doesn't rescue him from kid jail. I don't know. It wasn't. Does that. that mean there are chapters of Marathon Man that are just about a troubled delinquent causing grief? I think so. Yeah, it could. Because I would read those. Yeah, yeah it's, it, it's JoJo. Like. No, it is wild, and this <laughs> wow. this is around the same time that JoJo was at. So yeah, no, but he goes on to rediscover his joy of running, uh, and one of his running senpai uh, that he meets in high school is named Mamo, uh, and then huh. they go on to win many races until something bad happens again, and then he gives up running and he goes to Hokkaido to be a taxi driver uh, and an alcoholic. But yes, he is the original Marathon Man. We won't go any farther than that. 19 volumes. Uh, they're all out there. Go and check them out. Uh, available I, for free online manga. Yeah. <laughs> available for free online manga. It just takes a little bit of time. <laughs> <laughs> just go and get it. No, that... You know that also might have affected my decision why I went why I went with this. <laughs> You're like, hey, free free manga, <laughs> free manga. We'll look at this one. Okay, so I wanted to ask you both on a scale of one to forty two point one nine one kilometers. How would you rate this manga, Alex? You first. Um, I said a solid thirty kilometers because I mean it was like <laughs> the story low. was. <laughs> It's not so long. It was predictable. Like I think it's like very average. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, like, it's average entertainment. Uh, That's fair. Very, like, stereotypical, a little bit predictable. Although maybe it isn't so predictable in the future events. Although I could see the heart attack for the <laughs> for the qualifier for the I Olympics. mean, 36. Like, yeah, <laughs> because they were setting it up a lot about how he's near his deathbed <laughs> at the age of 36. So <laughs> I guess my favorite was the guy out front of the gym. Who's like, you've really let your body go to shit, dude. You should probably get a membership here. But like he's drawn, Katsuma is drawn exactly the same way in panel one of volume one yeah, as he nothing is. Nothing really changes. He looks yeah. exactly the same. We 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 went but this his entire leg episode. Muscles. His, his leg leg muscles, muscles do, yeah. And his high katsuryo, his his lung capacity is really big. I love that he never shaved his shitty alcoholic man <laughs> beard. And also I wanted us to talk about how I think every single chapter of this manga has multiple panels where Katsuma is just doing confused Keanu Reeves face. <laughs> yes. Like he's very <laughs> bewildered by very like common the, things. Yeah, the reactions in this manga, They're very uh, good. they add a lot. Even though <laughs> it's do. like very stereotypical, like this mangaka is really good at drawing reactions. Uh, Miyako has only one facial expression, which is a sneer, a a villain sneer, and uh, Katsuma's only reaction is, huh? (laughs) Okay, Jason, how many kilometers would you give this manga? Uh, Like... Oh, I don't know. Let's say like 19. 19. <laughs> wow, you said that mine was low? <laughs> yeah. yeah it I thought about low. it. You're right. It wasn't that low. Uh, 30 is pretty good. I thought you guys I, were going to be way harsher. I uh, liked the... F- I, I, as cheesy and melodramatic and stupid... If I was a teacher, stupid. I think I would give it a C plus. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's... it's That's no, but I, mm, I I liked it more than I should have. <laughs> my brain was mm. telling me not to enjoy this, but my heart was saying, but I can't stop. I can't um, stop. I mean, the melodrama, it's like, it gets you every time. Yeah, It does. It saying, really does. Like, I want to locate a paper copy of volume one so that I can leave it to my children. <laughs> and they will only discover it after I'm dead. And I'll just leave a note in it that said, Never doubt how much daddy loved you. And then, you know what I mean? I think there's yeah. better. That's... I think there's better media. You no. No. Nothing, ha- nothing I've encountered better encapsulates the, the love of a, a father for their children than Marathon. It is a very mirror of parental relationships. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so who is, well, who is one person in your life that absolutely needs to read this? Uh, Alex, this is you first. Um, I don't, I don't think I know someone that needs to read this, sorry. <laughs> I haven't met them yet. <laughs> I haven't met them yet. Well, you but know what I mean? Any alcoholic father who has uh. sole custody of his child. And is fluent in Japanese. <laughs> and is fluent in Japanese and needs a wake-up call. And needs a wake-up call to hey, change your ways. Marathon like, yeah, I know you gotta, you got to sift through some, some marathon stuff here, but I think this is going to really help you out. <laughs> yeah. Like, you need is to that... turn your life around. This is very, like, after-school special mm. about, like, the dangers of alcoholism and gambling. Yep. Yep, um, yep, yep. So, like, anyone who needs to hear that story, they should read this story. Mm, William Howard Taft. Uh, Jason, what about you? Who needs to read this story in your life? My children, but only after I'm dead. Oh, yeah, That's my dead. answer. And not a minute before. Uh, thank you both for for uh, 
going through this thought exercise with me. It's been an absolutely incredible wild ride. Um, this concludes our sports arc on Mangaroos. Uh, mm-hmm. Next week, we're going to be diving into a new arc. And Alex, I believe, I believe you have the next pick. Um, so next time on Mangaroos, we're going to delve into our next theme, uh, which is suspense. Just uh, something that I enjoy. And uh, my pick was Chi no Warachi, Blood on the Tracks in English. It has English. By Shuzo Oshimi. Yeah. Um, can't wait Super to read exciting. it. Super <laughs> exciting. This has been on my to-read list for literally years. And uh, so thank you for picking this. I've already read the first chapter. Oh, wow. I'm extremely creeped out already. Yeah. So. Yeah, I can imagine. Like, I, I read, uh, uh, what is it? Like, online, you know, they, they usually let you read the first chapter for free. Yeah. And yeah, I read that and I was like, okay, I want to read more. <laughs> totally, so. I'm I'm on board. I don't know how this goes for 15 volumes, mm. but uh, I'm, I'm definitely intrigued to find out. So. Tochan, gambare. If you want to get in touch with us, if you want to email me a pair of uh, little runner's shorts that says Gambare Tochan on the butt, you can do that at mangaroospodcast at gmail.com. We are ostensibly on social media at Mangaroos, but, you know, who knows? Maybe we will be more by the time you hear this. Uh, But we do want to hear from you, so, you know, also consider leaving us a review on your podcast service of choice, because that helps other people find mangaroos mm-hmm. and then we have more uh, friends to talk about more manga roos. with more roos think of this yeah. as a marathon it's not a sprint that's for damn sure uh, this has been another exciting episode of mangaroos thanks so much for listening hope you all have a happy race and this wonderful marathon we call life gambare tochan fighto Wait, actually, I forgot the, the title already. <laughs> Sorry. I had looked it up. Out. I had looked it up. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that one. Blood on the tracks. Blood on the tracks. Um, like, I just wanted a suspense. Like, I actually like suspense a lot. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I just wanted to propel us into suspense. And uh, I didn't actually have a book lined up. So that's why I had looked that one up, but like not very extensively to remember anything about it. Um, so I can't tell you the author, but maybe Jason knows the author. I do. Hang on a second. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, oh, wait, you, you have just... it. Do you have it? You have it? I've got it too. I've got it right here. Oh, wow. Like, I'm, I've yet to get it. <laughs> I'm so unprepared. Sorry. Jung. Oh, you got it? Looks beautiful. I've already purchased volume one. Let me see if I can read the author's name. Nope, I don't know how to read oh, the okay. kanji. Well, well anyway, we'll, let's let's in find out. In the next episode, let's find out what the author's <laughs> name is. No, no wait, 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 wait. <laughs> okay, I got it open here in front of me. I got this Wikipedia thing here. Okay, so. <laughs> We're using the internet. <laughs> Please, please edit all of this out yeah, so that no. we don't all sound like Actually, complete yeah, sorry. idiots. <laughs> we, should, we should probably redo this. Um, yeah, sorry. Yep.